In all my years as the only breathing employee at the Underworld Detection Agency, I've been asked to do a lot of things. Hobgoblin slobbery, life or death, blood and flesh kind of things. But this? This took the cake. Pete Sampson leaned back in his leather chair, and though I usually beamed with pride when he did that, as I had been instrumental in getting him back into head of the UDA position, this time I couldn't. My stomach was a firm, black knot, and heat surged through every inch of my body as he looked up at me expectantly. I really thought you would be excited to visit your old stomping grounds. My knees went jello wobbly then, and I thumped back into Samson's visitor's chair. I yanked a strand of hair out of my already messy ponytail and wrapped it around my finger until the tip turned white. Excited. To return to the source of my deepest angst, my inner turmoil, to the brick walls that can only be described as a fiery brimstony hell? Samson cocked an eyebrow. It's just high school, Sophie. Exactly. Most people would say that high school is the most traumatic time in their lives, myself included. And since in the last few years I'd been shot at, stabbed, hung by my ankles, almost eaten, and sexually harassed by an odoriferous troll, most traumatic took on a whole new significance. Isn't there anything else we can do? Anything I can do? And I'm talking human sacrifice, demon sacrifice, total surrender of my Baskin-Robbins punch card. Sophie, Samson started. Wait, I held up a hand. Are we sure we have to go in at all? And why me, specifically? I mean, I rifled through my purse and pulled out a wrinkled business card. It's been a while since you've been back at the agency, Samson. See? I slid the card across the desk to him. It says right there, Sophie Lawson, Fallen Angels Division. I stabbed at my name on the card, as though that would somehow give my title more emphasis. Does this case have anything to do with fallen angels? Because if not, I'm sure there are other UDA employees who would be excellent in this investigation, and then I would be able to really focus on my current position. Granted, my position more often than not found me pinning a big baddie to a cork board or locked in a public restroom, sand clothes, but still. Samson stacked my business card on top of a manila file folder and pressed the whole package toward me. You should go in. Because you know the high school. I'll draw you a map. I narrowed my eyes, challenging. And because everyone else around here, Samson gestured to the open office, and I refused to look, knowing that I would be staring into the cold, flat eyes of the undead and the occasional unhelpful centaur. Well, everyone else would have trouble passing. Besides, it's not like you're going in alone. I'm not worried about that. And hey, I'm flattered, but there really is no way I'm going to pass as a student. Though I'm only 5'5", if I fudge it, stand on a phone book and stretch, often wear my fire engine red hair in two sloppy braids, and have, much to my best friend's chagrin, been known to wear SpongeBob SquarePants pajama bottoms out to walk the dog. It had been a long time since anyone had mistaken me for anything more than a fashionably misguided adult. You're not going in as a student. You're going in as a teacher. A substitute. I felt as though all the blood in my body had drained out onto the brand new industrial grade carpet, because the only thing worse than being a high school student is being a high school substitute teacher.
My left eye started to twitch. A substitute teacher? My mind flooded with thumbtacks on desk chairs and saran wrap over the toilets in the teacher's lounge. Suddenly, I longed for my cozy underworld detection agency job where no one touched my wedged-between-two-blood-bags bologna sandwich and a bitchy band of ill-tempered pixies roamed the halls. A substitute teacher, I repeated, who saves the world?